Broadcasting from the KC Coyote Studios, you're listening to Live with the Mayor on 102.7 KPGZ and presented by Carney Trust Company. Carney Trust, 310 West 92 Highway in Carney. The phone number is 816-628-6666. And now here's the host of Live with the Mayor, Mike Davis and Mayor Bill Dane. And welcome. We are so happy to have Mayor Bill Dane back in the studio with us today. And, you know, along with the mayor, we have an extra special guest joining us today. This is a man whose name has been mentioned a time or two on this very program. Dr. Bill Nicely, superintendent of the Kearney, Missouri School District. Welcome, Mayor and Dr. Nicely. Good to have you both aboard today. We're glad to be here, Mike. But before we jump into anything, someone turned a year older has a birthday today. Who could that um, be? Who might that be? <laughs> well, you ready I, to tell your age? I, I, I'm 63. 63. I, 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 a very, you're a very young-looking 63. Well, I appreciate that. I would have guessed that. you to be 62. <laughs> well, I was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you very much. I hey, appreciate Hey, this is still that. being sponsored by Carney Trust, is it not? Yes, it is. I, I got to tell Carney Trust, thank you so much. Those we, guys. We love I'm them. Tell me, Keith Doss has a truckload of money. And uh, as I've said many times, the bank has a little bit too, but he's got a ton of money. You guys need money. Go see our friends down at Kearney Trust. It is great to be back here. Good to have in you. In the mountains to the west of Kearney. The icy slopes, as it were, today. I see ice and snow. Yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, we're snuggled down here in the studio of 102.7, the palatial. Right, we've got the fireplace burning. You can hear the logs crackling. It's getting a little warm. We may have to cut back on those logs, but it's good to be back. We did bring a special guest today. It's Dr. (laughs) Bill Nicely. I guess, Doctor, we've known each other for, well, a long time. I was a young man when I first met you, I think. Yeah, uh, the birthday we mentioned earlier, I'm not quite that old, but um, but I'm approaching that, and we have known each other a while, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we've not only known each other a while, uh, you, as the school superintendent and uh, the Pratt boys uh, from the fire department and the city of Kearney have worked together in a number of instances to do a lot of good things for the community. Um, you know my philosophy, doctor. I believe that uh, what's good for the schools is good for the city of Kearney. And what's good for the city of Kearney is good for the schools. No doubt about that. And we have uh, we've supported each other on on um, increases, on bonds, on levies, on sales tax increases. And, uh, you know, we've done, we've done a lot of good things, one of which uh, I love people who think big. I love people who create big mm-hmm. projects. And this guy sitting to the right of me has a $27 million project going on in the city of Kearney. And why is that important to the city of Kearney? Because if we keep our schools above the other districts, and we'll talk about how he does that later, and the amount he spends per pupil to do that, which mm-hmm. is very low. Uh, when, he, when he does those things and keeps our education at the top, it makes Kearney a better place to live. It brings in more, more uh, individuals who want to live here. And so, Doctor, um, I know you're proud of... Uh, the $27 million, I hope that's the right number, $27 million bond issue. And here's the thing, folks. As a $27 million bond issue that didn't cost you anything, there was no tax increase associated with that. That's amazing. It didn't go up one penny. 
and yet we have $27 million. It's not all being spent in one location, but, Doctor, why don't you uh, jump in and tell us where we're at and what's going on and when we can see uh, completions. It's exciting. There's a lot of there's a lot of great things going on with with regard to facilities. Uh, you are correct. It, it's it's a it was a no tax increase bond issue. We ask uh, patrons of the school district to continue to pay the same amount they've always had. Um, the district has been very good. The board of education has been very good about having a, an aggressive payoff schedule related to its debt uh, for facilities. It's much like a lot of people's house payments we pay that down quickly that frees up a little equity oh, and mm-hmm. um and as the district's begun to grow again um it really became evident that there was a need for additional facilities expansion and we really are addressing the needs um of the district pre-k through 12 by tackling um just three major construction issues and as you said um, $27 million is a lot of money, and I think we're getting a real bang for the buck. Um, the biggest portion of those dollars are going to go towards Kearney High School expansion, and um, that building will be transformed. From the outside, it'll look completely different. Um, from the inside, it'll grow by uh, at least a third wow. uh, with regard to square feet. Um, and, and from a, uh, content standpoint, we're adding an additional science wing. We're upgrading and adding a section to the performing arts. We're adding an additional, um, what we're calling a primary gymnasium. This one will be, this one will have a larger capacity than mm-hmm. the existing gymnasium. Mm-hmm. Um, school districts, our size, uh, it is more the norm to have two gymnasiums, uh, than it is to have one. So we've been, had that need for a while and that's something that, uh, will be used, uh, from the very start of school during the during the morning all the way through into the evening for practices and games. And then uh, next to or adjacent to that uh, gymnasium will be a uh, what we're calling a career education facility, which will house our new ag program, but will really be used district-wide uh, by, all of, uh, by all of our students and uh, instructional staff. And that's going to be a great place to see. So oh, yeah. the... The nice thing is that we are working hard to, and J.E. Dunn uh, specifically, because they're feeder to the fire, and they've done a great job for us to, to have the uh, science section and the performing arts section done by the beginning of school this August. So they, they committed to it, and, and it's going to happen, right? That is correct. Right. Uh, Doctor, I'm, pull pull the pages back on this Ag Center. What What does that mean? What is that? So... Two years ago, we saw the need um, to start an ag program, and the the agriculture program of today is not what you think of if you if you know that program fifteen or twenty or even thirty years ago. It's not your father's FFA. It, it is not your father's FFA, um, but FFA goes along with it, mm-hmm. and we have. Uh, an outstanding FFA program. It's a it's a club and organization for students, and then uh, we have an outstanding ag teacher who um, is teaching students beginning in ninth grade, and they learn plant science, they learn animal science, they learn uh, the industry right. of, of food science and agriculture, which is a huge industry not right. only nationwide but more specifically in the Midwest. We're right at the crossroads of that agriculture industry so when we talk about jobs Uh for students uh talk about occupations for them to move into or college degrees for them to obtain 
this program is ideal for a significant number of students, and and that's really what it's all about. Uh-huh. Now you said a science lab. What's different between this new science lab and what you have today? You couldn't ask better questions, Mayor. You gave them to me. <laughs> so, so our existing, and that's really one of the reasons we targeted science uh, for an expansion in the high school is that the existing science facilities were many of them were never intended to be science classrooms they they didn't originally have all of the laboratory components that you think of uh, go into a science classroom so what we're going to do is we're going to move a significant portion of our science department into these new state-of-the-art classrooms um, with the tables, with the water, with the gas, with the sinks, with the experimentation and the the ex, uh, exhaust hoods, those kinds of things. Um, and then we're going to reclaim those old science classrooms that weren't ever intended to be classrooms and convert those back to regular classrooms. Oh, great. Yeah. Re- adding additional space in both sectors. Yeah, that's that's a, a resourceful solution to, to extra space. Yeah, very cool. Go ahead, Bill. You had a question there. I, uh, no, I... Um, what else is happening at the high school then? So that's that's about it for the high school. Okay. Um, but we'll the the last thing I want to say about the high school is that the the gymnasium and ag portion of that we think will be done about November next year. So we hope to be playing some sports activities in, in there. eighteen or nineteen. In nineteen. In nineteen. Okay. In eighteen. Now, excuse me. In eighteen. In eighteen. Now you you said that's all you want to talk about at the high school. However, there was a project you did. Uh, that uh, had, I think, citywide uh, implications, uh, didn't come out of this uh, $27 million, but didn't you build a few uh, tennis courts over there somewhere? We did. We did. We built, uh, we built quite a few tennis courts, actually, over what was, there. What was it, 27? Uh, no, just nine. Oh, nine, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, here's the thing. Um, the existing tennis courts that the district uh, occupied um, were deteriorating, and we, the district, was spending, oh gosh, uh, in some years we were spending over twenty thousand dollars a year to repair uh, those courts and the flooring of those courts, uh, so that they were appropriate for students. And uh, um, we had added uh, new d- um, tennis courts to the to-do list, and they had been on that list for uh, quite a while. And and the way we do things in the district is we identify needs. And then we save our pennies, and over the course of several years, we accumulate enough to pay for these. And then when we build them, we build them right, because we want them to last a long time. Um, and the tennis courts uh, um, that uses a construction technology called post-tension concrete. And, and so not only are they concrete tennis courts, but there are tension cables that are laid throughout the concrete and then tightened down as that concrete cures. And they say... If one were a strong man, they could pick that tennis court up with one hand and hold it up. It wouldn't crack. You know, there's a good example of, of science right there that, that you would never know because it's underground. Who, who would know that a thing like that existed? I mean, it's a, it, it seems like the class should have been out there watching that construction go on. And they were. Oh, they, good. They absolutely were. <laughs> Um, the, this, the technology behind post-tension mm-hmm. came from mm-hmm. uh, the areas of the country further south that are um, susceptible to uh, earth movement and earthquakes and those kinds of things. It, it, the it, bottom it, line for us is that those tennis courts are going to last 50 years or longer. So yeah. the dollars that we spent now were an investment for future students. Oh, that's great. And we're going to lead him down the road because here's an example of how the school 
and the city worked together. He mentioned old tennis courts. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the school, what did you do with the old tennis courts, doctor? Well, um, we thought the city might be able to use them. Uh, and so we we bequeathed them to you. You did. Uh, to, for use for various purposes. And, and, we and were they're able, functioning well, aren't they? Well, we were able to add pickleball courts over there. So that, yeah, and that's we where we were that able is to add a skate park over there, and mm-hmm. we'll expand both of those functions. But that's an example of how the city and the schools have worked together uh, to, to for the good of the entire community, not just uh, the school or not just the yeah, city. Yeah, let's talk about that a minute. Last week, you know, we visited with Jamie Watson from the Chamber of Commerce, and, uh, and we talked a little bit about how the chamber works together with the school district, and we didn't really go into too much detail. But, uh, I mean, other than infrastructure like that, how can, uh, in your view, how do you think the, the business community can, can work together with the school district and, and vice versa? What are, what are some things that, uh, that you guys might be able to connect with uh, the chamber on? So as I travel around from meetings to meetings uh, in the Kansas City metro area, uh, people ask or often tell me, you have a lot of good things going on. I hear a lot of good things going on up in Kearney. Why is that? And, and the answer is that, as the mayor indicated, we have developed over the years a relationship with the city, with the fire protection district, mm-hmm. with the chamber of commerce, with the area development council, with the enrichment council, with the various entities that we're really all in this for the same reason, for yeah. the betterment of the community. Some mm-hmm. of it's adults, some of it's kids, but we're all in it for, right. if we can work, if we can create a synergy between yep. what we're doing, then we're going to benefit from that. And the chamber is absolutely involved in that. Um, this coming March, I believe, is the chamber meeting that the school district hosts. And so oh, I will pre- be presenting at that meeting mm-hmm. the state of Kearney School District. I'm going to go ahead and allow a little time for the mayor to talk about his tax <laughs> proposal for the interchange I was going to say because we think that's that. really good right. for not only the city, the community, but it's also good for the school district yes. as well. Yep. Um, so from a chamber standpoint, um, if the schools are successful, then the businesses will do well. So the synergy you talk about, is is that unusual uh, amongst other cities? Is, is that a thing that, that you would see happening in, well, let's just pick a city name, like, I don't know, Kansas City, Missouri. Is that a thing that you would, hap- that you would see happening there? Well, I, don't, I don't want to name names, but let's talk about Smithville, Liberty, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I don't want to put words in the doctor's mouth, but they have all had issues, and it's uh, fiefdoms. I'm right. bigger than you. I'm more important than you. Uh, you, um, you you listen to me, or total uh, ignorance of the other's needs. Right. So w- when you talk about the, the, the whole being greater than the sum of its parts in Kearney, Missouri, it is, it, it's a conscious effort. It's an initiative that some people got together and said, you know what, I think we'd be better if we all worked together. Is, is that the way it happened, or did it just happen sort of in a, in it, a grassroots no, it, fashion? It very specifically happened that way. Mm-hmm. We did this on purpose, and we maintained the relationships that we have um, very purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, think of it as a marriage. One doesn't just maintain, uh, have a positive marriage, and it stays that way. You have to work at it, right? Yes. 
um, except for mine. It's it's just with my wife. It's you have a wonderful. I wife. do have a wonderful you wife. Have a great wife. Shout out to uh, Joe so Nicely, so who's a pickleball fan. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you know we have worked on it intentionally. Um, we refer to it as a three pronged stool. Uh, you know, if you think of it as one of the legs getting shorter than the other two, it doesn't set very well. But uh, we have meetings. The first thing I do when I know of something, hear of something, or want to do something, one of the first things I do is pick up the phone and call Dr. Nicely, and I refer to him as a good doctor, and he likes that. Um, I ask him to call me God, but he won't do it. <laughs> uh, but first thing I do is pick up the phone and, and call him and say, hey, are you aware of this? Did you know this was going on? Hey, it looks like we're closing in on a break here. We are talking today. We're live with the mayor, for one thing, and I'm pretty happy to see Bill sitting next to me today. And we've been visiting with Dr. Bill Nicely, who's the superintendent of the Kearney, Missouri School District, right here on 102.7 KPGZ. We're live from the KC Coyote Studios, and we're going to be right back. Stay with us. Kearney Trust Company is your hometown bank. They began operations in 1882 and have been part of the community ever since. The people of Kearney Trust Company work for the people of Kearney. They provide capital to people and businesses so they can achieve their goals. Whether you know exactly what you want or just need someone to talk to about your dream, you can speak with them and work out the issues. You may just be getting off the ground or ready to move into your brick and mortar building. At the end of the day, a real person is there for you at Kearney Trust Company. Information, speed, and convenience are all valuable commodities in our fast-paced world. For Kearney Trust Company, technology is an addition to, not a replacement for, the personal banking relationship they like to have with their customers. The people of Kearney Trust Company focus on and try to fit the needs of all of their customers. At Kearney Trust Company, you'll work with passionate hometown people who want the best for our neighbors. They provide financial solutions for people to forge their own paths. Kearney Trust Company, with two locations serving Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone is 816-628-6666. Kearney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. We're back live with the mayor here on KPGZ 102.7 FM. Sitting here with Mayor Bill Dane and Dr. Bill Nicely, who's the superintendent of the Kearney, Missouri School District. And we were talking a little bit about school district and infrastructure and as it relates to both the, the, the city and it at large and the students and how it all plays together in a very synergistic fashion. And before we go there, we have a meteorologist with us. We do. Name is Pete. Yes, Pete Chest, uh, who's on I the board I think today. the district superintendent would like to know if there's going to be ice and snow here tomorrow that will cancel schools. <laughs> the chance of snow is up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's answer was the chance of snow is up in the air. All right. You're off the hook, Pete. Again, I want to thank uh, Carney Trust for their uh, sponsoring the uh, conversations with the mayor. If Keith Doss should not be in the bank, ask for Scott Middleton. He's got about as much money as uh, as uh, Keith does. So uh, any one of those two guys can take care of your money needs. Indeed. And, again, I want to thank the uh, uh, 102.7 for uh, allowing us to come in and, and drone on and on about 
topics that we think are interesting. I look forward to this every uh, the week. Next, uh, the, the next thing I'd like to ask the doctor to do, if he will, is to share with us. I know everyone is saying, what's going on with the old Big V? I know Price Chopper was there for a number of right. months. Yeah, I remember But before that, that it was Big V. And uh, everyone, so what's going on with Big V? When's that going to open? What's it going to be? And, uh, well, we've got the gentleman here, Dr. Bill Nicely, who can tell you the transformations not only there, but at the middle school during the segment. So I don't know where you want to start, Doctor. But well, let's start with in. the let's start with uh, the thing that most people see when they drive through town, and that's the construction going on at the uh, at the old Big B grocery store um, at the corners of 92 and 33 highways. Um, there's a lot going on, and those uh, those construction workers are are moving fast and furious uh, to get that done by spring for mm-hmm. us to move into. Um, that grocery store was donated, uh, 50% of it was donated by the Soper family uh, to the school district. Oh, really? So what made that construction project possible, feasible, financially feasible, was uh, a significant donation to the tune of $500,000 um, uh, of that building for our, the school district to use, for the school district's use. Very nice. And so we're very appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. Right now, the school district has an early childhood program for our own employees. So our, our staff members, our teachers who have young children, and lots and lots of them have young children, right. currently take them to uh, a daycare program, which is housed in one of the wings of Kearney Junior High School. In addition to that, by the way, it's an outstanding recruitment tool for high-quality teachers. Oh, no doubt about it. And and the cost of that is covered by the parents. The district does not cover uh, the cost of of providing services to those students. It just keeps getting better, doesn't it? Yep. But in addition to that, we have an early childhood special education program Mm -hmm. um, that is partially funded by the district and partially funded by um, federal dollars. And what we try to do with our Parents as Teachers program is identify students with some potentially some special education needs that we can provide services to them now in preschool. The reality is, is there are lots of students out there in our school district, preschool age students, that could benefit from services. Our daycares, they do a great job, but there's a population percentage in this school district and some people have a hard time believing that because we're because of our, our relative affluency that can't afford to send their children to preschool. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes it's a single-parent family where right. a, a mother or a father um, hands that child off mm-hmm. to a grandparent to watch. Yeah. Um, the grandparent um, puts them, uh, does the best that they can, but doesn't provide the kind of education that preschoolers need to to uh, have a good start. So our goal is that every preschool-age child shows up the first day of kindergarten ready for kindergarten. Yes. And to that end, we are going to add an additional program called um, an at- a program for at-risk preschool students. Mm-hmm. These are the students that don't currently have a preschool to go to because they can't afford it generally, that are not already part of our special education population. And so... In order to do that, we needed additional space, and that's where the old Big V grocery store comes out. Okay. That building is being converted, two-thirds of it is being converted to the new Early Childhood Education Center, and it will house our district's own uh, child care um, 
services in addition to the existing early childhood special education and then a new at-risk program for district students that need that service as well. So we're really excited about that. In addition to that, it frees up that wing at mm-hmm. Kearney Junior High School right. so we can accommodate more students moving in, in in that direction. And what's the targeted date for the for the final construction? We will be we want that to be done. Um, we're hoping for the end of March. Oh wow. Yes yeah. of, of twenty eighteen. Yes. Oh excellent. Yeah. So yeah. What, what you see from the outside is not what's happening on the inside. Yeah, it's hard telling, right? They've got sheetrock going. They've got mm-hmm. paint going. They're putting mm-hmm. in cabinetry. So there's going to be a playground on the east side of the building for those students. Um, that that the, um, the businesses in that shopping center are awful anxious for us to get done so that we can open that back up for traffic to flow through. Yeah. We have impacted their businesses a little mm-hmm. bit, but we think that once it's open, yeah. The number of folks that uh, that patronize that area will increase even further than oh, what it was. make up for it. Yeah. The other third of that is going to be a district office. Mm-hmm. Uh, my office is going to move over there. Oh, really? Uh, our central office is going to move over there, and, and most folks I think know that it, we're in a uh, a building adjacent to Kearney Elementary School. Um, but what they don't know is that we have a significant number of district level functioning staff out in all of the schools, existing schools, taking up room that that those schools could be using for students. Mm-hmm. And a great example is that at Kearney Middle School, our technology department is there taking up two small classrooms. Mm-hmm. Once we move at central office over to the new Big V offices, mm-hmm. then the technology department will move into our old offices. Mm-hmm. That will free up space wow. at Kearney Middle School. And so that's going to happen all over the school district. Right. There's over 3,000 square feet of space that will be freed up. Wow. Uh, as a result of that happening, it's so we're pretty excited soon, about it. Sounds if, like. if you had to put a number, and you probably know this, what's the number of uh, of uh, uh, the students that will be um, in the early childhood development there? At I'd say we're probably approaching eighty to start with, and it may grow from there. Yeah. And again, that that's a recruiting tool for your your teachers and your staff, and. Uh, what, what else is going on in the building? What's, what's the outside going to look like? Create a picture. Remember, we are on radio. <laughs> we can't show the, the, the dollar bills flying out of the pickup truck. So paint a picture. Well, we can sure chase what, after them. <laughs> and I'm going to go look now. Paint a picture of what that building is going to look like. Well, I'm going to do the best that I can. I, right. I, I cannot speak as imaginatively as you can, Mayor, but I'm going to do the best that I can. <laughs> You're not in politics. Uh, that, <laughs> some would dispute that. <laughs> so it, it's definitely going to be different than what it used to look like. The front elevation is actually going to change. We're going to, we're going to modify the front entryway. Um, remember, this is going to be an early childhood center, so it has to be safe. So we're going to move traffic out away from in f- exactly in front of the building. If you ever drove through there when it was a grocery store, oftentimes you'd drive right in front of the building. That's going to change. There's going to be a step back for traffic flow to occur. And if you enter from the east, you'll take a little jog uh, to the south, south. And, then, and then across. So traffic will flow, but um, that's going to allow for a different storefront look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so what are we talking about? Like stones or bricks or some some kinds of you know, columns paint, or green? What, what, what do you think? There's going to be greenery. There's going to mm-hmm. be vegetation. <laughs> We're going to see some plants and trees and Very those nice. kinds of things. There's going to mm-hmm. be um, uh, new street lights or parking lot lighting. Mm-hmm. 
um, that some stylized versions of, of street lighting. That's uh-huh. correct. Mm-hmm. That the um, the storefront awning above will cover most of the entire length of the front of the building. Yeah. And then there'll be a walk area directly in front of the building, which will go around to the mm-hmm. east side where the playground is. And the playground will be separated off from, well, traffic flow can go through there, that area. It'll be separated off and there'll be some barriers there so uh, that protects that area from vehicle traffic. Doctor, I know you spend a lot of time uh looking at how to improve education, looking at how to get uh, the biggest bang for our buck. If you had to forecast four years from now the impact on your school district, our school district, from having this early childhood development, um, what what do you think the impacts would be? It's going to be – you caught me off guard there because I I just started to think about how fantastic it's going to be. We we really – do a disservice by not servicing preschool children who really need it. Um, Students that by second grade, uh, by the end of second grade, who are reading below grade level have a very difficult time catching up. Mm -hmm. That impacts them as they go all the way through school, up through high school, and after graduation, our goal is to eliminate that, and and an early childhood program could do that. So, so the benefit to this community, the benefit to those individual students as they progress forward into adulthood, is absolutely fantastic. You know what's interesting about that is when in back in the day when when we started uh, kindergarten, you went to kindergarten, and there was you didn't even you most kids didn't know how to read when they stepped foot into the the you know K through twelve system. So nowadays, uh, and, it, and it sounds like you, you just made that pretty clear, that if does a child need to be reading? Is there a certain level of reading that they need to have by the time they step into a kindergarten classroom? So I am not an early childhood specialist, so whatever I say uh, to answer this question is going to be incorrect, and when I get back to the office, somebody's going to call me and tell me what the right answer is. It happens to the, us every the, week. The fact is, is that, is that um, there are components of reading that students begin at a very early age, even even before they enter into a preschool, um, and they learn um, they learn words and they learn syllables and they learn phonics, um, and they learn to put those together. Uh, and we have many students that show up at kindergarten um, that are that are really excellent readers. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can imagine, if that's the case, right. if those parents have been working with their children and the preschools have been working with their children, I and, see a lot and of they that. show up. Mm-hmm as kindergartners and they're very strong readers even at that age right. maybe even reading at a third grade level then we have students that show up that that don't know the first thing about mm-hmm. reading and maybe have not ever been read to or or been read to um, very minimally mm-hmm. their understanding of the number of vocabulary words for example yeah. that that was that they understand that they can hear and understand is very limited now we're starting a kindergarten class with this huge disparaging amount of ability between those that really get it and those that don't. We want to close that gap. Right. That's and what I it's could, all about. Sure. And I could see how that would cause, um, it, particularly for the teacher, to, to have to spend a lot of time in almost two different sets of, of, of books and, and class and curriculum, sorry, curriculum in general. When uh, and and there's maybe just one or two of them over a, a classroom of how many, fifteen, ten, twenty, 
15 to 20. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's funny because there's a term called personalized learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is what it what the connotation is, is that we want to personalize learning for every child's need. We want to know where they are with um, at any given time, what their abilities are, and then prescribe exactly what they need. And we're having personalized learning conversations at the upper grades of the elementaries, at the middle school, junior high, and high school levels. And, and and this is this is a a an idea that we're talking about more and more. Well, guess what? Kindergarten teachers have been doing it for a yeah. long, long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And they good, good do point. a fantastic job. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I, I'm a grandmother. I've got uh, a kid <laughs> or two kids who've been dumped off on me. Um, I don't have the money to send them to early childhood. Uh, you've got an early childhood development. Uh, how how do I get in on this? Well, we have a. First of all, we have an outstanding parents as teacher program. So, so we are out in the school district, and the school district boundaries um, are quite significant—eighty square miles. Wow! Um, yeah, pretty significant. With lots of folks that have Smithville or Liberty addresses, or Holt addresses, or or Excelsior Springs addresses, mm-hmm. uh, or even Trimble addresses, mm-hmm. are actually within the Kearney School District. Who knew? And um, we are out canvassing those parents, those early, uh, those brand new parents, mm-hmm. to provide them with parents as teacher services to help those infants get a fantastic start. It is through that program that we identify those, uh, those, those young preschool students that are ideal for this program. So there's, an, and of course, um, ksdr1.net is our school district webpage, and there's oh, okay. always information about those services and programs as well as many others. And who pays? That is, the cost is covered by the school district. And you know what? It's probably one of the best investments you can make because 12 years later, uh, you're going to have a higher graduation rate. You're going to have more productive students. You're going to have less violence in your schools. uh, And it's a wonderful investment by the community. So I've never heard anyone complain against it but if they do come to city hall i'll take a question uh, well what's it's interesting a, it's a great investment i appreciate that and and the patrons of this school district uh seven years ago voted for uh, an operating levy increase of 57 cents you remember that mayor you I supported do. that um early childhood special education or a parents as teachers program was one of the components while oh, it was being cut statewide mm. this community made the commitment Raise to fund hand. that. Yeah. And, and since then, um, it's done fantastic things. You know, Dr. Nicely, we have uh, almost every week, we have a, a radio guest that speaks just ever so glowingly about the Kearney School District. And I, I mean almost to a person. Excuse and, me, do, uh, do they ever say any say good things about the city? Well, of course they do. That's why they're here. Okay, they, yeah, right. But, the, you know, and I, but I think when you, when you consider that somebody might be thinking, well, I, I want to move someplace where the school district is great, but they're really thinking about the overall quality of life as they, they're sort of considering Kearney as a place to, to put down roots and raise a family. But, uh, I mean, we've been talking for now for, what, 30 minutes or so, and we've covered a, a, really a lot of territory. What What is it that uh, a person or a family – who just sort of takes a cursory glance around Kearney and says, you know what, I think I'd like to live there, and I heard the schools are pretty good. What is what is that elevator speech or that paragraph that, that you or somebody else from the school district says, hey, you know what, it's pretty special right here, and let me tell you why. 
So the first thing I tell you, the simplest answer is the state comes out with an annual performance report every year mm -hmm. that measures student performance in a wide variety of areas. Is that the great uh, schools that's, rating? That's different than the great oh, okay, schools. Okay. That's a that's a I think that's a for profit website. Got so it. this okay. is a state report. The okay. they call mm -hmm. it the APR, and um, this year our school district. Uh, every year they do very well. This year we scored out of 100%, 98.9%. Pretty good. Which is the highest around. So so, so there, are, there are a few districts that score any higher than that. Um, and, uh, and in addition to that, it's the highest this district's ever scored. So, um, but every year we do very well, which what ultimately what that means is that students are learning in right. the school district. Well, and it sounds like that there's data out there for folks who are looking to, to potentially make a move to Kearney. We're on live with the mayor right now. We've been talking to Dr. Bill Nicely, who's the superintendent of the Kearney, Missouri School District. And it looks like we're getting ready to take a break. Well, we will be right back. Please stay with us. Kearney Trust Company is your hometown bank. They began operations in 1882 and have been part of the community ever since. The people of Kearney Trust Company work for the people of Kearney. They provide capital to people and businesses so they can achieve their goals. Whether you know exactly what you want or just need someone to talk to about your dream, you can speak with them and work out the issues. You may just be getting off the ground or ready to move into your brick and mortar building. At the end of the day, a real person is there for you at Kearney Trust Company. Information, speed, and convenience are all valuable commodities in our fast-paced world. For Kearney Trust Company, technology is an addition to, not a replacement for, the personal banking relationship they like to have with their customers. The people of Kearney Trust Company focus on and try to fit the needs of all of their customers. At Kearney Trust Company, you'll work with passionate hometown people who want the best for our neighbors. They provide financial solutions for people to forge their own paths. Kearney Trust Company with two locations serving Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone is 816-628-6666. Kearney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. Live with the mayor, Mayor Bill Dane is sitting to my right. And across the table over there, we're talking to Dr. Bill Nicely, the superintendent of the Kearney, Missouri School District. And, uh, hey, Dr. Nicely, I had a question. Uh, who was your favorite teacher in your K-12 through years? I had many favorite teachers. Uh, uh, I, I knew I you a, were going to say that. I had, I had sixth grade teacher, uh, Mr. Parrish, uh, who, uh, who, who took a guy who wasn't a very good reader and uh, developed in me a love for reading. Outstanding. Uh, and it related to science and nature in the outdoors. He saw that in me. I had a, uh, and I started out as a science teacher. I taught chemistry and physics uh, mm -hmm. as a high school teacher for nine years. Um, and I, my science teacher instilled in me uh, in high school, uh, Al Frisbee, who has uh, taught for, I think, 35 or 40 years. Oh, Fantastic job. He and I are still in touch today. Yeah. And, um, uh, the, here's the thing about teachers is they they have 30 kids in a class sometimes 
And every year, year after year, they make that impact. And every single one of us can go back and and tell a story just like I did. Isn't that the truth? Because of quality teachers. Right. I mean, they are they just do a tremendous job. And the ones in this district are absolutely second to none. Yep, yep, well, no doubt about it. Well, as it goes, I have a number of questions for you. I want you to get into the uh, to the middle school and the improvements you're going to make there. And I want you, if you have time, to uh, talk about the uh, – the monies that you're spending to educate uh, and the returns you're getting. But I got a really big question for you now. Okay. Dr. Nicely gets up every day, and what is it that drives you? I, well, I tell you, it's the same thing that drove me to get up every day to teach in a classroom. It's that, um, the, you know, it's not an easy job. Uh, but we do it because ultimately we benefit teachers in the classroom, and if we can do that, then they can make the difference they need to for kids. That's what it's all about. Right. Conversely, what's what's the thing that keeps you awake at night? What uh, what do you worry about? Oh, besides snow days, <laughs> student safety. Yeah, yeah. Without question, sense. student sure, safety. Sure. Yeah, and yep. you've made so many significant improvements over the years uh, to that. But anyway, we have a, we have another school in town. It's called the middle school, and um, used to be the old high school, uh, and uh, we had classes. I was on the board of education back in 1986, seven, and eight, and in this school we had a um, a uh, industrial arts class that was in the basement of this school. And he went downstairs, and it was a dirt floor, and it was tucked in behind the um, the furnaces that were down there. Uh, they used every inch of that school that they could possibly get their uh, hands on. Uh, but now it's time for a facelift, and it's time for renovation. And, Doctor, what are you doing? You know, uh, Principal Woods at Kearney Middle School refers to his school as the city school <laughs> because it's in the heart of of the city and it's actually within the perimeter of that large building there's an old um 1900s era three-story or two-story brick building three if you count the basement mm-hmm. um, we should give uh tours of that basement to the public It'd be best if we did that during halloween it's uh, haunted it's it's still there um but interestingly enough the second floor uh recent uh, move-ins to the Kearney community probably don't know that Kearney Middle School, the original building, second floor, actually exists. Um, it's probably been 15 years since we've held a class in there. And one of the things that we said is if we're going to take care of uh, additional space for our schools with this bond issue, we have to go back up in that second floor and we have to gut it and we have to refurbish it and make it excellent for kids. And that's what we're doing. And the plans for that are going to be fantastic. And there's going to be an elevator, which it didn't have before. Mm -hmm. There's going to be um, air conditioning, which it didn't have before, right? There's going to be um, there's going to be forced heat, which it had the old radiators before. Um, But it's going to be a collaborative space for middle school students. So so teachers and groups of teachers can take um, their students up to that space to begin with. It'll be a collaborative space. Um, and, and that's sort of students can work in small groups or in larger groups uh, on projects, project-oriented uh, instruction, which is sort of the way things are going now, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's very exciting. That'll be ready in August for the start of school. 
you know you said you were obviously you came up through the ranks of, of teaching yourself and um, and now that you're in an administrator uh, and I, I know that there is there is some teacher somewhere that has brought you an idea or a thought that was a game changer that there was something that you said I am so glad you came to me with that idea there has to be somebody like that happens all the time it happens all the time we have um, we, when we talk about the quality of the school districts, which you had mentioned previously, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that was sort of that we say is the reason for that quality is because we have, we have outstanding teachers. There's no doubt about it. Right. They do a fantastic job and they're tremendously dedicated. We have great kids. I mean, we just do. We yeah. have really good kids. And you talk to the substitute teachers that, that are out and about in, in our communities and others, they'll tell you that hands down. Our kids are the best behaved. That doesn't mean we don't have those that that aren't from time to time, kind of like (laughs) I was when I was in school. Um, And then we have great parents. We have very supportive parents. So that's sort of the trifecta that makes a high-quality education system. Well, the point is you've got an open door, and people are – the teachers are able to come to you and say, I have an idea. This this might work. What what about this, you know? So, yeah, yeah. And uh, assuming there's dollars available, we tell them to run with it. Awesome. We've got – um, the, you know, we've got students over in the culinary arts school uh, for the first time that are yes. That, that what you see happens to those students, the transformation that has happened to those students has been absolutely amazing. We have students that participate in local internships. We have some students that want to be teachers, so they're assisting other teachers. Outstanding. In the classroom. Um, there's some great innovative things going on in this school district, you've and it also, continues to expand. You've also put some people down in uh, in the. Uh, uh, there in uh, Liberty at the, uh, I forget the name of the program now. Uh, Northland Caps? Northland Caps. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know, you've been involved in that for a number of years and taken a number of students down to that, too. So we have, um, we've been involved in, I've been involved in Northland Caps since its inception. Um, I'm a vice president of that organization, and uh, there are seven school districts in the Northland that participate in the Northland Caps program. Mm-hmm give students um, that real-life, authentic learning experience. Right. We, um, we had a couple of them here last year. LMV Magna yep. is uh, one of our partner businesses. And so when we think of manufacturing, the old stereotype of a dirty, noisy manufacturing facility mm-hmm. comes to mind. But the reality is, in today's modern um, um, computer-based manufacturing plant, LMV Magna and Liberty is uh, is the epitome mm-hmm. of a of a manufacturing plant that you walk in and you see robots everywhere, right? Oh wow! Yeah, they need high quality individuals to help run that facility. Right. Um, and some of our students are down there doing just that for half of the day. Yeah, a lot of the trades, uh, and Bill and I were talking about this before the show, but a, a lot of the trades now are are needing uh, young people to come in and learn to be carpenters and electricians and plumbers. And there are uh, countless, I mean, every time you talk about another construction project, somebody has to go in there and build this thing. And so people, the baby boomers and the older folks that are starting to retire are all complaining that there aren't enough kids coming in that we can start from the very beginning and train them up on how to be a really good carpenter or or pick another uh, blue-collar type trade. Uh, What does a school district do to, to address a thing like that? That, that's a great question, and that's something that we're pretty passionate about. Mm-hmm. Really, we and that's part of the reason we started the ag program because a right. lot of those uh, a lot of those occupations that you just described uh, can be fulfilled through the ag program. Um, 
not everybody needs to go to college right. to earn a wage. What mm-hmm. we want uh, as a school district, and I think as a community, is to is to educate our students, to raise them up, help parents out, have them receive additional training, whatever that is, whether it's college or or a career center um, or on the job training. And then go to work in an occupation where they can earn a wage to that they can be successful in raising a family, stay here in this yes, community, right. and and perpetuate success. But it's also an occupation that they have a passion for. Mm-hmm. So those craft trades, those yes. individuals, they love what they do. They sure do. And so our job is to find students that have that passion mm-hmm. and that aptitude and get them pointed in the right direction. So if it's an electrician, a plumber, right. a woodworker, um, as well as advanced manufacturing, engineering, mm-hmm. uh, medical trades, we want to help them get there. Right. That's why the city of Kearney is as good as it is. We've got a school district who addresses those needs, and uh, we're appreciative of uh, all of the things that the school board and Dr. Nicely does for us. You've got um, some numbers that you might want to share with us uh, I don't know what the uh, school population is today and what it was when you started, but I think it'd be interesting for that. And then I, I th- one number that I always found interesting is the dollars that you spend per pupil and how it relates to the other school districts. I'm always shocked oh, good question. when I hear that number. So we, we look at metrics. In, in Kearney School District, we have a board of education that's very focused on the numbers. They and which is a good thing, right? Because we want to graduate a large number of students. We want those students to be successful. But the financial piece is paramount because without the financial piece, we can't do it. So the board has set goals. Um, one of them is salaries, benefits, those kinds of things. And we have a peer group that we measure ourselves against. So from the standpoint of salaries, we measure ourselves against this peer group of 10 other school districts. Most of them are in our area, but some of them are down south, like Lee Summit, some of them oh, uh-huh. Blue Springs, those kinds of school districts. Because that's who we compete against for, with, with, right. for high-quality teachers. You, you want to compete against the best. We know that we can't pay what some of those um, yeah. some of those other school districts can mm-hmm. pay, but our board wants to maintain teacher salaries in the middle level of the pay range of these peer groups. That's what they're committed to. We we feel like we bring other advantages to employees of the school district. This is a great place to work. This is a great community. Mm-hmm. Um, from the standpoint of expenditure per pupil, how much do we spend as a school district on each child? And how does that compare to other school districts? Um, of those other school districts that we compare ourselves to, those 10 other school districts, um, Kearney School District spends approximately $9,300 per student for an entire year. Hmm. And we have about 3,500 students. You can do the math and figure out right. what our annual budget is. Well, he could do the math. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, That's but really big. W- that, that, is the, that, that typically is the second lowest or the, or the second from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Smithville has a lower expenditure uh, per student. than. Now, now, understand that. We had 98.9% success. We are the second lowest in the dollar amount we spend per pupil. The city of Kearney is second from the bottom. We've got an administration and a, and a, and a board of education and a, and a teacher organization that is getting phenomenal results with a very small amount of money. Yeah, it, it defies logic in a way oh. when, when, you, when you think about it. 
We're talking today. Sorry, doctor, I didn't mean to. No, well, I just wanted to let people know that we're talking to Dr. Bill Nicely today, who's the superintendent of the Kearney, Missouri School District. And, of course, Mayor Bill Dane, who's sitting right here with us today on 102.7. And the name of the show is Live with the Mayor because we are Live with the Mayor. Boy, it's, sometimes I don't feel live. Well, you're looking pretty good today. Your color's yeah. good. Yeah, it's your eyes. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's your eyes. Going back to the numbers, Doctor. Let's you do. said we spend $9,300 per pupil. Um, and um, who is right above us? Do you recall? Sure, I do. Um, so, so Smithville's at the bottom, uh, Kearney, and then Excelsior Springs, Liberty, Blue Springs, Platte County, Independence, Raytown, uh, North Kansas City, Lee Summit, and the highest is Park Hill at $10,800. So mm. if you compare that mm. 10800 to 9300 there's quite a significant difference per right. student. Now, what I like to have... Ten, over $10,000 sure. per student? Yeah. Absolutely. We could do a lot of great things. But the fact of the matter is is that um, I'm going to segue into one of the things that the district is uh, supporting, and that's the interchange at 19th Street. Yeah. Because we believe, as a school district, that not only is that going to cut down bus times, cut down um, uh, emergency response vehicle times, but it will also increase the amount of commercial uh, activity that goes on in the school district. The commercial activity is what benefits taxpayers uh, in the, from a school district standpoint. Um, we rely heavily on Rooftops. those homeowners that pay their property taxes. Um, other school districts have a significantly higher amount of commercial uh, activity going on, and that's where they get their benefit from. Oh, I see. So, we would like to see some of that in the Kearney School District as well, and we believe that interchange will do it. We think the interchange will do it, and and I think when that inter- interchange is put in, and we see commercial both on the the west and east side of that, we can also begin to see the dollar amount creep up from ninety three hundred to approaching the ten thousand. Now, is it going to happen tomorrow? No, but. As, uh, thank you, Doctor, for kicking the uh, softball back to me. If we don't pass the interchange, we're going to significantly um, impose um, hardships on the school because they're going to have to live off of the rooftops that are here in Kearney. So I don't know. We, what do we have, Pete? About two minutes left? Well, Doctor, you uh, you have any long-winded two-minute goodbye you want to say? Well, <laughs> We have a vision for the future. I could tell you a little bit about Please that. Please do, yeah. You know, I, I talked a few minutes ago about um, students being success ready and what that means to them. The jobs, here's the thing, the jobs of tomorrow are nothing like those of today. We have, in fact, we have no idea what they're going to be like. Right. The, the We saw an industrial revolution. We saw... Uh, within, you know, we're 18 years, 19 years now into the 21st century. We talk about students that have 21st century skills. Well, that's two decades old. We got to be thinking about the 22nd century and what that's going to bring. And you think about self-driving cars, you think about, um, Amazon fulfillment centers Mm -hmm. that have no living beings inside that are all automated. Where are those next jobs going to be? What we know is that students don't need to know facts anymore. That right. may be controversial, but 
you can find out facts anywhere you want right to. Right at your now. fingertips. What they need to be able to do is solve problems. Mm -hmm. They need to be creative. They need to work collaboratively. Mm -hmm. So we have to transform our education system to accommodate those skills of the future so that our students will graduate and go on to be successful. One of the things that Dr. Nicely shared with us years, I don't know, four or five years ago, um, and is um, he always gets the teachers and the staff together and has a big kickoff meeting. And uh, he made this comment that has stayed with me, that the students that were learning computers that year, whatever they learned would be outdated <laughs> by the time they graduated. And, and that just it just rocked me to think that, that in four years' time, it's obsolete. Yeah, it, well, it, it, it rocks me right here on 102.7, who... You know, if, if you're listening online, you're probably listening on 1027fm.rocks. 1027 See what I did there, Brian? Hey, thanks so much to Dr. Bill Nicely, the superintendent of the Kearney, Missouri School District, and Mayor Bill Dane sitting in today live with the mayor. And we'll be back next week for another episode. And hopefully, uh, we'll, hopefully the weather's a little nicer. Pete, you going to work on that for us? Thanks for your good work today. Pete Chaston on the board today, taking care of business. We'll talk to you next week. See you later. Thanks, 102.7. We appreciate it. Thank you.